Hey everyone, Steve here. Today we're going to hear a special interview John and I did the same day we recorded episode 234, the seven-year anniversary of John's accident, and when he and I met. In fact, we recorded two interviews in addition to this one. The first one was Charlene Body, which aired three weeks ago, and today's interview is with Catherine Toon. You'll hear more about her story in a moment, but I love that she has this compelling story about getting her MD at Dartmouth and being a resident at Brown, but then leaving the field of medicine. Now, I brought on Char. Catherine Toon and Vicki Finney in three weeks because John and I hear from many of you often through our surveys we've done about feeling stuck, about feeling unsure about your calling or just wanting to be more effective and efficient in what you're doing. So John and I are looking to host a free virtual summit, not only with these three ladies, but many, many more voices to speak into the challenges that so many of us are facing. We haven't set a date yet, but this virtual summit will be a place where it'll be a chance to meet Char, Catherine, Vicky, and many more people like them to personally speak into your life, your work, your business, your family, and more. So stay tuned and enjoy this interview with Catherine Toon. So, John, we've been having fun here in your backyard. You have this gorgeous backyard in Golden, Arvada, Colorado area. And it's just it's a little like it's, it's like a hiding place almost. You got trees that are just beautiful and green right now at the time we're recording. You got hear the birds and chirping in the in the trees and uh so we've had some great conversations while we're back here today yeah we have and this is the place where god just speaks to me yeah it's like just you, you i see a mountain and the only thing i can think of is how only through god i mean like that's just every time i see it i'm like in awe right we use the word awesome way too much but in awe of god right his power what he can do and like then the the you know god who made that is also at work in my life. Like, yeah. How, how how cool is that? This is your hiding place. This <laughs> yeah, this is, is my secret place. place. Yeah, secret place. And so uh, today, we have someone that I've just started to get to know. But for this series of recordings, I, it just became abundantly clear that we needed to put her in front of our audience and really tell her story and, and really help our listeners to engage in listening to God for their businesses. Mm -hmm. And so we have Catherine Toon, who lives in the Colorado Springs area, along with me, and speaks into my pastor and his wife's life. And is, and is kind of, I wouldn't say an overseer, but, so, but someone that just speaks into their life and comes and speaks to our church. And so I've, as I've gotten to know her, I just knew that we needed to have her on. So, Catherine, it's great to have you on. Wonderful. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited. So, Catherine, why don't we start with your story? Because sure. you started actually as a medical doctor. I did. I actually, um, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. That was, I grew, grew up in an academic home. And so that was what was valued. Um, so with that, since I, it was kind of performance driven, a lot of good and a lot of not so good because of that, I kind of, I got the download. That's not really God download. That is what you do is what matters. Mm -hmm. So at age seven, I figured, well, if that's the name of the game, what's the hardest thing I can think of? And I, I'm going to be a doctor. So I made that vow at seven and no seven years old, you had that clarity. Old. Yes, I did. And, and walked it out, I, you know, and I did it really well. I had a, a Ivy league school all the bells and whistles, all of that. Love my patients, but it was interesting because I was constantly getting in trouble because I was kind of ministering to my patients rather than just seeing them in your 10-minute slot. 
Also, when you're the newbie on the block, you tend to get kind of the train wrecks. Right. That, what kind of practice right? did you so have? I did internal medicine. Oh, you so did? adult medicine, yeah. yeah. So, and I do, it was kind of in the further back days when you actually went to the hospital to see your patients, you followed them through. If they were in the ICU, around the ICU, all of that. So yeah. it was kind of a little fleshed out a little differently than how people practice. But love my patients, love the intellectual challenge. Yeah. I did love Jesus at that time as well. I just didn't see kind of exactly where we were heading. And then I, I realized that I was frustrated and mad all the time because I didn't feel like the standard was appropriate. So I, I would need to lay my head back on my on my pillow at night and say, wow, I did the very best I could. That was not what was prized in that community. Mm. So I was constantly in trouble because I wasn't seeing patients five, you know, every five minutes, every 10 minutes because they actually needed more time. So it was interesting. So I reached a point where I am really burnt out. Um, not really, not really uh, happy with that. I'm like, how, you know, I needed, I had lots, I mean, went to Ivy League school, so I had lots of loans that need to be paid off. So, you know, did that. I mean, just basically, we were living so frugally, I literally would get thrown out of the parking lot because they didn't think my car was a doctor's car. It was just funny. But, <laughs> but um, I have a question for you. So yes. it's seven years, not growing up in a Christian home. Yes. And then you said you're in the medical, me- medical practice. Yes. You love Jesus at mm-hmm. that point. At that point. Right. Where was that, you know, where was that point that led you into a relationship with him? Well, really interesting when really from the earliest time that I could remember, I had encounters with Jesus, tangible encounters. I didn't because I was not raised in a Christian home. I didn't know who he was. And I didn't know really what to make of it. And because so when you say tangible encounter, what, what kind of so encounter was that? He would appear to me in visions. He would talk to me. I, I didn't know who he was. I just knew I loved him and he loved me. Ooh. Right. That's all I knew. And so I would have these encounters. I mean, intermittent. Okay. Yeah. I mean, quite frankly, it was a very dysfunctional home, a lot of abuse and things. So a lot of times in the times of my deepest trauma and pain with that, that's when he would come and minister. Mm. And, you know, I remember we traveled to Europe and stuff, and I saw this man hanging on a cross on the crucifixes of the bed where he was in Spain. And I just knew, didn't know what that was, but I just knew I loved him and he loved me. But it's interesting as I began to kind of walk out my life and kind of switch into performance mode. And as things got progressively worse, a lot of fallout in the family and just you know, it's a real tragic mess. Um, I became very, I hardened my heart, which is really sad, mm-hmm. but I did. So I just figured it's about the, whatever the academic thing is. And, you know, if God is so loving and so good, he let this, all this happen. So I'm mad at you. And I, you know, it wasn't like I decided. It's just kind of how it rolled out. Yeah. But it's very interesting about God. He's so amazing. Number one, he's so patient with us. Thank you, Jesus. Right. But he is always in hot pursuit. So he was pursuing me even when I was so annoyed. Like people would come out of the woodwork trying to save me, right? And I, I just really didn't have I was nice, but I was not responsive. So, but he was in hot pursuit. And there came a point in my, after my medical career, I graduated from medical school, was in residency. And, you know, I just had a lot of mess happening. And I really, I'm a strong person and I can kind of barrel through. Mm-hmm. But suddenly the barreling through was not working for me. And I was really at a point, I could feel the presence of the Holy Spirit just pressing, right? Just pre- and it's like, oh, okay. So I finally reached the end of myself. I was actually had been doing rounds in the ICU, went into the residence rounds, and I basically said, you know, okay, God, I'm going to do you a big favor. 
you can have me. Seriously. And he's like, he's so gracious and so amazing. Right? He's like, that's very that, nice of you. That, that, I'm, I'm the special thing. So, right. God, here, I'm, I'm kind of a big deal over here. Oh, my goodness. I know. It is really amazing. Like, the thunderbolts do not come. But anyway, no, but he's so, he's so gracious. He's like, I know what you've been through. I know what your beef is. So that works for me. And I, I really feel like when we give him any, any sort of a leeway, he is such a passionate God. Yeah. And he's so in hot pursuit. He's like, that works for me. Catherine, and, at yes. that point, mm-hmm. were you still in performance mode? Absolutely. Because I oh, know yeah. one of the things, and I'd love for you to share this, one of the hardest things for me growing up in an uh, environment in a home like that, mm-hmm. my relationship with my earthly parents, yes. it's so hard. It was hard for me to separate that and somebody that loved me actually unconditional where, you know, works weren't required to get a hug or somebody say, I love right. you or an attaboy. Right. And it took me a long time to separate that. And I, and I know that was frustrating. Well, I don't know if God can be frustrated, but he's, he was very patient in right. that, but it actually wasn't until my accident when I was in, when I, when everything changed for me, but I got saved in 94 and it wasn't until 2011 that I actually understood the nature of who God was, right? Which transformed my relationship with him overnight. And if you, if that's something you've, you've been able to go through, I'd love for you to share that because I think a lot of people struggle with that. Truly. And, and, and let me just say this, let me preface something with it because sometimes I don't want to go off from one ditch to the other. Yeah. So we were made to perform. Like you are clearly someone who's made to perform. It's the question of why you're performing and from where you're performing. In other words, God made us in his image and likeness and no one performs better than God. Okay, so he's a heavy hitter and his kids are heavy hitters in their particular area, in business and whatever it is that you're called to. Um, And we are called to be that. It's the question of why, if we're doing it to earn value or or, um, create an identity, that's a problem. That's where we're gonna start to we're just operating in a place that's way below what he has for us because he always intended us to perform, but it's from the place of that security. It's from the place of rest. It's from the place where we are so loved that we know we can take crazy risks and crazy risks. And he knows, and we know that he has our back, Mm -hmm. right? That we can have crazy failure, but it does nothing to define us because we've already been defined by the one who created us in his image and likeness and created us in, in love. Okay. He is the person of love. We are created in love to love and what that looks like will vary from person to person, but it crosses everything. It crosses the church realm, the business realm. You give me a realm. That's it. I mean, this is his major and everything stemming from that is going to have his backing, is going to have his approval. And then actually you can perform as a heavy hitter, but you perform from a position of rest. It's fun and it's actually incredibly fruitful because it's coming from that place of abiding. He said, abide in me and me and you and you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. There's a big old zero of eternal value. We can do a lot of silly things of non-eternal value, okay? But apart from him, we can do absolutely nothing. And so when you learn to rest in that, you become incredibly fruitful. And you also develop his heart. So he's able to maneuver you with those subtle nuances with what he's wanting to do. What's his agenda? What his take is on this? And it will look, you know, since the 
the word of God says that the sons and daughters of God are led by the spirit of God. Okay, being in that place where you are exquisitely sensitive so that you can follow his leading in whatever arena that you're called to serve and called to influence, that's what makes it impactful. And that's mm-hmm. where you disconnect from that place of performing for approval because of the fear of man, because of insecurities, because of whatever it is. I am nothing unless I do. So which means if you can't do that means you're nothing. So that is not what I hear the Lord saying about anybody on the planet. So it's, it's getting that place of rest where your heart gets healed. And a lot of people have come from that very place and really need that encounter with the person that created them, that's wild about them, that's forgiven them for, you know, crazy, crazy, and that you can truly manifest who God made you to be. So you just described two very different places. Mm-hmm. You're in your medical practice yes. and you're not coming from that place of power, right, no. of peace, of joy, no. and you're in burnout. And then you described operating completely from that place. Well, it took me a while because after I retired, I'm sorry, was there something else you wanted to say? This place here, the burnout place, because I think there's a lot of people that are just plateaued, right? Actually, I just saw a survey that I think it was 79% of Americans on Sunday night think about the work week and they actually have a physical or mental negative reaction, you know, I mean like a a severe one to the work week. Now, let's just say that 70% of you know, people are self-identified Christians, right? We're looking at half of the Christians are looking at their work week, and they are absolutely in that place that you just described. And I think it's more than half. I think it's more than half. Okay, so there's a lot of people right now like, okay, what is, like, for you to where you're at now, what's that, those next couple steps in there, right? Maybe share any, you know, fears, doubts you had, things that worked. How did you move forward? Well, this was so ingrained in as a default way of being so that when I retired from medicine, started raising a family, and then went through this intense, intense period in the Word, I could not get enough. I'd either be reading it, listening to it, praying something. It was 12 hours a day, and I could not get enough. It was amazing. It was like everything that I had. your first love, and you were on fire. Absolutely. Um, But it's very interesting because in that, I also had a lot of personal brokenness that needed to be attended to. Mm -hmm. And God was not going to send me out on the front lines, wounded with just a mess. So literally, we had to do a Catherine overhaul. We really did. And so did the, (laughs) the healing my heart. I mean, you know, it totally had to do that. And it's amazing when you allow the Lord to be, to minister to you in whatever ever area, learned that in order to be valuable, you needed to perform. Mm-hmm. As you allow the Lord to minister that to you, you really do start to heal. Now, there's all sorts of different modalities, and, you know, we can go down that route a little bit. But that's what I really did. That was really the first thing. And, and then um, getting my family in order, getting my kids in a good place. And then surprise, 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 he called me into ministry, which was a huge surprise because, as I said earlier, because I had this thing on me, the Jesus thing on me, everybody and their dog was trying to save me or, you know, whatever. And so, and I did not appreciate it. I really, it was, this was not appreciate. It was, it was politely received, but totally ignored. Okay. Because of the hardness of my heart. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy. Okay. So, but then he called me into it and it was very clear, but it's interesting as I started into that, because I hadn't shored everything up, that became a performance thing as well in a more subtle way. And it's really what, inter- what became a ministry. Fun- ministry oh, day. Okay, so you, moved, totally. so you took the same mindset from medicine. 
from medicine to my shift. family to ministry. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, I did. And it's interesting and very anointed, gifted, prophetic, blah, 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 you know, all this stuff. But in the place where my identity was way too much intertwined with that, the Lord kept me hidden for a long time. So the, the lie, oh, yes, that lie, the performance Absolutely. is is important. It's huge. Kept, kept you personally just bound up. Oh, absolutely personally bound up. Mm -hmm. And he was not going to let me, to launch me in the arena to represent him as long as he was misrepresented in my own heart. Mm. And I was misrepresented in my own heart. Before, see, because before you can even understand who you are and your value, you've got to get this download of who this person who created you, who sacrificed for you, who gave himself up for you, who is in hot pursuit of you in every single era of your life, and once that intimate fellowship 24-7 access at any time, once that, until you get that, you are not going to see yourself rightly. And if you do not see yourself rightly, you're going to misconstrue any of the calls that you may rightly see in your life, but you're going to misconstrue them and you're going to operate in it in a way that is frankly toxic or you'll be heading for that burnout or whatever it is. So it, it all comes back, surprise, surprise, to that relationship with God, that intimacy with God. And you know, if, if people have, and the other thing is, when in terms of how you operate and what you allow, sometimes as believers, because we are called to love, we just can't say no. We think somehow we are being unloving if we say, I cannot minister to you all the time, 24-7, or be available to you, mm -hmm. or whatever that is. And even Jesus, okay, now Jesus, Jesus was sinless, okay, but he would not, there were times when he would flat out crowds, no, I am not, you can hang on to that leprosy a little bit longer, I am going to spend time with my father. Okay, there were times, and it made him look like bad Jesus, you know, like, but Jesus knows, <laughs> he knew what he was called to do. Right. And he knew that one way or the other, because God is so huge, those people are going to be taken care of, okay? And that my, my um, immediate priority is this relationship I have with my father, and then also taking care of myself. Yep. Yep. So we're loving our neighbor as ourselves. Well, honestly, quite frankly, if a lot of us loved our neighbors as ourselves, we would be postal. It would just not be a pretty thing. <laughs> right? I'm just saying. You know, and you hear it all the time. You would right. never talk. I mean, so many of us would never talk to our to people, to our neighbor, the way we talk to ourselves. Yep. Right? And so God's standard of love is loving as he loves, which is impossible apart from him. Yeah. But we're not apart from him. Love, you know, love keeps no record of wrongs. Absolutely. How many people of us keep no record of wrongs that have happened in our life? Yes, good luck with that one. But yes, we're in, we're in process. <laughs> well, that's why we're Christ called us to transform our minds. It's a, Absolutely. yeah, I'm not there yet either, but. Absolutely. We're going from glory to glory. We that's are. Right. We're getting better all the time. Absolutely. So, so anyway, so that is kind of that place of intimacy. You spoke to that. I'm in burnout. I'm in ministry burnout. I'm in business ministry burnout. Mm -hmm. I'm in burnout, whatever, parental burnout, whatever that is. Boy, we, we have to get to that place where we're able to get back into that communion with God, which is a source of life. So for you, what, what did, you know, getting back in that place, yeah. being communion with God, what did that look Absolutely. like for you? Honestly, I would spend hours in communion with him, hours journaling, hours placing honestly the areas of pain that were just really valid, honest areas of pain mm -hmm. that only could be supernaturally healed. 
And I would spend hours communing with him on that, letting him minister to me in that. There was some godly, you know, resources that I would use, uh, different uh, methodologies and things just to help my heart and heal those up. But even in the place, and it's not always that you're broken, but you're thinking, is you're not thinking like Jesus is thinking. Like if Jesus were thinking about the issue that you have on your mind, you would not have a problem for long. So indeed that we're transformed by the renewing of our minds and it's renewing our minds to what's already been completed, who God is, who we are, and out of that place, what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing, you know, Jesus spent 30 years in preparation. This simply did nothing wrong, right? 30 years of preparation for three years of ministry. And then he hands it off to a bunch of, you chose these people. Like, go Holy Spirit, right? Really, you know, but it's- Everyday people. Absolutely, and that gives hope for all of us, right? It totally does. So that preparation, whatever needs to be happening in order for you to be released is totally worth it. God's timing is masterful. It's brilliant because he sees, he sees you. He sees you in the sweeping expanse of eternity. He mm-hmm. sees you in, as one among the nations. He has everything. He knows wh- where you've come from. He knows where you're coming. He knows what you can handle. He knows what you can't handle. He knows what it is that we need to, let, let me put my finger right there. We're going to address this one issue that you have and we're going to take care of this issue. Um, and that, as, as you allow the Lord to do that work and, and allow him to breathe life back into you, and then you get an upgrade with, okay, now I'm going back into ministry. I'm going back into my business ministry. I'm going back into whatever I'm doing. I am called to that, but how do I do it so that my default yeah. is rest? My default is his strength. He is well able to move you in that. So I don't have a like a five-step program. I mean, I could give you some methodology, which would be totally fine to do. Happy to do that. But I'm saying at the beginning, middle, and end of the day, it's going to be about this relationship with him where you allow him into those places that you probably don't really want to allow him into. But he wants access because there is nothing about you, number one, that's repulsive, and number two, that he can't shore up. I think when you talk about God putting a finger on an issue, mm-hmm. I think a number of times in my life where that finger was on the issue, and I look back and I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, that came up a couple of years ago. And prior to that was a year before that. And prior to that, uh, okay, God, I get it now. Right. I understand. Th- th- this right. is something you've been trying to tell me for a while. Right. And totally. I mean, God, he doesn't fail us. He just, we just go around the mountain until we get it. And so, and my thing is, and a lot of times as I'm ministering to people and helping sort of mentor them and all that kind of thing, and they've been going around the mountain, you know, I don't want people to get so frustrated with themselves because a lot of times when you're going around the mountain, you're actually going up around the mountain. So you're circling mm-hmm. faster and you're starting to get a higher and higher perspective. You know, sometimes it's, it's basically whatever these issues are that the Lord has his finger on, these are faulty programs that need to be reprogrammed. So they're not in line with the word of God. They're not in line with who God is, who he says you are and what he's called you to do. So they need to be reprogrammed. But you know, it's because 90% of our being is subconscious. And so we operate out of this little 10%. And this is where we believe the word and we're operating here. And then we have this vast world of our subconscious that was designed for default to be in line with what the truth of God. And it's that subconscious where reactions happen, where someone, I remember a story of Joe Ehrman, who was a first round pick by the Baltimore Colts, got radically saved, became a pastor, but he had this terrible backstory where he was raped at like 11 years old. 
Like the, they, apparently he and some friends like lifted, just kind of flicked up a skirt of a girl and the dad and uncle came and furious, took him to a shed and violently raped him. And what happened was someone grabbed his arm and anytime someone would come out of the blue mm-hmm. and grab his, grab that arm, Everything he would, back. he would immediately turn to Colcockum. And it's from that subconscious where a lot of reactions totally. happen, where your wife says something or your husband says something, and you go flying off the handle, and you're like, where did that come from? Well, it's actually all loaded in our hippocampus. If you look at the neuroscience behind cognitive memory, you, I'm sure you understand this very well. All that's anything that's connected with, especially if it's repetitive, that's connected with passion or emotion or purpose gets front-loaded. Like, as an example, if you ever walked into a room and you see somebody, first time you met them, you're like, eh, I don't like them. There's something there. They might be a great person. That is that happening. And that's the stuff, the lies that we have to root out. We have to, I know I had to, and it sounds like you went through the process to take the time to work with some people doing the community to actually take some of these lies and rip them out. Um, Because for me, it was like, I I realized there was this giant gap between my real self, the one I saw in the mirror, and my ideal self, the one that Christ had created. And the gap was actually enormous. Yeah. And I had to work at closing this gap and understanding who I was created to be. And I, and I, and I remember reading as I was going through this, A.W. Tozer talks about right one of the most important questions we can answer. What's the nature of God? I mean, I told you that huge gap between 94 and 2011. I had never really thought about that. I just projected the nature of God was like my parents. Right. And I think, you know, a lot, a lot of things you're talking about are some practical things that we can actually do to start moving into this place that... Where we, it's not where we're choosing to trust, but we have such a amazing relationship that the trust is just our just how we do things, Absolutely. right? It just You're becomes a part, yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, so totally. And you were describing what's called a trigger. So mm-hmm. basically, in that subconscious where you have a lie or a system of lies that were implanted, you know, if with a rape, I'm worthless, I'm shameful, I'm whatever that is, yeah. um, or I'm not safe, or whatever. And that's a system of lies. And the enemy makes sure, wow, he's happy to help feed those so that every time something happens that's similar to that in any way, it go, it taps right in there. So you go from a reaction that would maybe be a level two, wow, you startled me, to a reaction of a level 15, like, I'm going to have to blow your brains off right now. You know, it's way out of proportion. And so in the place where you have that system of lies, they come up as fruit. And usually what happens, as good little believers... We go fruit snipping, right? And then we're frustrated because it pops up somewhere else as other fruit. Why? Because the initial lie... We never got the root cause. never got the root cause. And so what can God do? God can go into those places and literally rewrite that memory and take care of the lies, replace them with truth in that encounter. So basically that encounter feels like, wow, that really did happen to me, but... I just don't feel it. It's like it happened to someone else. And it says nothing about me. It says nothing about my God. It happened. We live in a fallen world. But you know what? I just can't help get over this fact that I've got a God that protects me and loves me and thinks I'm amazing and that I'm clean and I'm whole and all these different things. And from that place, you're able to move forward and do what you're called to do. Yeah. Now, you mentioned different modalities. Really, this is kind of a journey that I've, I was slowly on since I left working for Dr. Dobson six and a half years ago. And really, I want to say over the last year, really kicked it into high gear. God introduced me to a couple different modalities that were huge in me just cleaning up a lot of that internal garbage. Now, with all these different ways that you can go about helping to clean up 
your your the lies and help clean it up. No, I would assume you would you would agree with this. No one single modality works for everyone. Absolutely. It's it's kind of just different strokes for different folks almost. I really believe that God is so kind and so masterful. He will connect you with what you actually need. I do feel like they're right. right? And so whenever I'm, if if I'm ministering to someone in that place, my number one agenda, and it is the agenda every single time, and it doesn't change, is to connect them with God. That's my number one thing. So a lot of times because I'm prophetic, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I can prophesy all day long. Yes, love it. It's awesome. Yay. But a lot of, rather than me sort of getting the download, I want them to get the download. They need to have an encounter with God in that place of pain so that God can rewrite those things so that it's just, it is like a non-issue anymore. So the same trigger can come and it's just like, okay, because it's totally short up and that the kingdom of heaven has been expanded in that place in reality. Now the default is in line with what God is saying, what is saying in his word. And so what that looks like, it really will be different. And God is, I will just say this, if you're on a journey, God will lead you exactly to what you need to get. Yeah. And, you know, I, I did write a book which is helpful. And in that book, it's called Marked by Love. Um, and in the book, I have love encounter breaks that actually help people to connect in those places where there have been lies or whatever that is. And it takes you methodically through that so you can start to prophetically get that connection for yourself. Because, boy, when you get it for yourself, it is a whole nother ball game. I mean, it's wonderful. I believe in prophetic ministry. This is like a huge thing in my life. But when you get something from the Lord yourself for you, boy, no one can take that away. We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. When you factor in all the hours it takes to read a single book, it's really an investment. Or if you're like John and listen to audiobooks, even at 1.5 speed, that's even more time. I just downloaded Eric Metaxas' Bonhoeffer on Audible, and it's almost a 23-hour-long book. Well, John and I are big fans of a book summary service called Blinkist. Blinkist has a library of more than 2,500 of the top books on the market. Most of them can be read in less than 15 minutes. So imagine taking all the key thoughts and stories of a book and distilling it down into a 15-minute read. That's what Blinkist does. Whether you're interested in leadership, marketing, entrepreneurship, personal development, sales, management, motivation, psychology, economics, finance, self-help, even marriage, parenting, history, and more, Blinkist has something for just about everyone. If you click the link embedded in the summary of this MP3 or go to eternalleadership.com slash blink, that's eternalleadership.com slash blink, you can try them for a seven-day free trial. And if you subscribe by clicking that affiliate link, it's a great way to help get a great service and help support the cost of editing and hosting this podcast. So go to eternalleadership.com slash blink to check out Blinkist. Thanks. Question, uh, one of those triggers happens, let's say. Yes. Right? And I have a, an emotional reaction that's, yes. let's say, a negative. There's anger, okay. there's fear, there's pain, right? Um, my sense is, you know, for me, mm-hmm. right, that, that shows me that there's actually a place that healing still needs to happen. Absolutely. If the trigger happens, all of a sudden I'm looking back down on that in context and reference, mm-hmm. is it maybe a place of learning, equipping, so maybe I can serve you or maybe do things better. I gotta tell you, for some of the big rocks in my life, you know what, it was some big, bold prayers with expectancy Absolutely. for praying for some of those, you know, things in the past. Absolutely. Um, that, you know, that God answered. 
and in you know and sharing some of those verbally with people which sometimes was really embarrassing is really really important it's huge it takes the shame and anything that Mm -hmm. is hidden gets power okay yeah Uh, gets gets power and so when it comes to the light as ugly and sinful and you know whatever that is embarrassing it's amazing when that happens and now be very clear if you're going to share something that needs to be a trustworthy person you don't need someone to beat you up with the bible all of a sudden it needs to look like love and they need to have that ability to speak into your life and they also need to have your heart so it's not all about you trying to clean yourself up in the 21 step program i clean myself up well i haven't cleaned myself up yet so if it's not about what jesus did <laughs> it's just not it's just not Jesus, okay? So all of that. Now, I'm not saying there's not things we need to do. There totally is. But it has to come from the place of that, of where we really are abiding in the vine to bear much fruit, where God is orchestrating whatever it is. So if that's your Bible, if that's a prophetic ministry, if that's an inner healing ministry, if whatever, whatever name it is, God will lead you to it, and it's going to be something powerful. And sometimes the other thing is, if you've been operating in a certain modality, and it's been great, Yes, we vote for that. But suddenly it doesn't seem, we're like I'm bumping up against this yeah, and nothing's happening. You hit a plateau. Well, you know what? It is, let's be very clear, the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. There's probably another modality that he's getting ready to bring into your life so that you can start to operate in that and get that breakthrough you need. So it is okay uh, to, I mean, it's not only okay, it is necessary to follow the cloud. Mm-hmm. It is, there, is, there is never a time when you can say, great, I got the modality. I can just take it from here. Yep. Yep. <laughs> None of that. Did you say follow the clown? The cloud. Oh, the cloud. The cloud. Okay. No, there's no. I got old ears, man. I would, I would be, okay, <laughs> who is this person? No, you're right. <laughs> so, no. That darn cloud, 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 clown again. I hate but, clowns. They, t- they terrify me. I'm just... Yes. No. You triggered me when you I'm said so clown. Sorry. I just want to know. We'll do ministry after the session. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yes. <laughs> so, so Catherine, um, God took you on this journey. Yes. R- really brought you to this place of yes. inner healing, and uh, now you're ministering to people. Absolutely. Kind of d- describe what it is that you're doing now, For sure. and. Uh, for sure. Well, for years I ran healing rooms. I ran. I, I ran. Taught people how to operate in the prophetic and prayer and and healing and I mean a lot of stuff. And then did a lot of teaching. We did boot camps. Blah 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 blah. And then um, the Lord said it was time. Finally, when it didn't matter so much, and I didn't get my identity from it, to go out on my own and do my own thing. So basically, the first thing He called me to do was start writing. And I had been wanting to author. I knew that was in there, and I have written multiple books, but I wasn't able to really get any traction with it because it wasn't time. But when it was time, man, I hiccuped and they came out. It was pretty amazing. It's like everything that was been in there came out in written word. And we we have uh, four books published currently. So the author piece, the speaker piece, um, that's a big one. And then I do a lot of coaching. I do a lot of mentoring. I do a lot of prophetic coaching. I do a lot of, we'd call it inner healing coaching, wholeness coaching, um, business coaching, professional coaching, couples coaching. Spiritual development coaching. I, I totally, well, pretty much everything I do, I'm um, because I, in terms of fivefold, uh, prophet and apostle are my two deals and teacher. But so with that, it, it just, it's going to come into whatever mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. So there are some people where I know they are called to be sons or daughters and I'm, and they're kind of an inner circle that they're the people you're going to hang with. You're going to really pour into, you're really going to mentor and those that God chooses those. And those are the ones that you really 
pour into. Um, and then just like anything else, you have your different circles of your of influence um, and what that means. Um, so and for the coaching piece, uh, that's kind of the tertiary thing that I do. But I do quite a bit of it as well. I've just been doing it for years. It just kind of happens. So that happens. I, I do a mediation as well. So a lot of times when I have people and usually it's not always in the church realm, but a, a lot of times it's in the church realm or the business realm. We'll be doing some mediation as well just to get those things cleaned up. So not really where the Lord is leading me to do for the majority of my time, but it does come up. So, yeah. Awesome. So with all that, I, like how do people learn more about what you're doing, Catherine, sure. connect with you? Sure. Yeah. Get in touch with you, follow yes. up with you. Yes. So I have a website. It's called Catherine tune, T O O N like cartoon, Catherine with a C Catherine tune com. So that will pretty much have everything up there. The latest places we're speaking or ministering or whatever all that is. Um, the newest books and resources. And by the way, I, I meant to mention that uh, for someone who really is suffering from burnout, I just recently mm -hmm. did a workshop on burnout and spiritual abuse. So that could just be a uh, very practical, like, I just need some help. Minister to me. It's totally on my website. Okay. So under my products. So if that's something like I really need more of that might be a really good resource for you. Um, so yeah, they go to katherinetune.com. I'm also on Facebook, you know, all the social media. You can find me either under Catherine Tune or Catherine Tune MD. So, and that would probably be the, the first place to, to go. Yeah. So, you know, people out there listening, just, you know, the place you described, that place of just coming from that, heal, you know, of healing, of true relationship, of intimacy, a place of peace and joy, right? And we can experience joy regardless of external circumstances, Absolutely. right? There can be lack of happiness, but still be joyful. So imagine if that did not describe you, having that in your life mm. right now. Okay, and if and if you're not where you want to be, I would really encourage you guys to reach out to Catherine, right, and and have a conversation with her and what she's doing because you know this is a step every one of us needs to be really focused on and intentional, and it you know it's not about getting about to a ten out of ten. That's way too much for my small little brain. But you know what? If on that scale I'm a five out of five, here's my whole thing: is how do I get to a plus one? How do I get to a six? And then, I, then I'll work from there. But you know what? I just need somebody to help guide me on that. And I had some, I got to tell you, Catherine, one of the, as I was going through this, I had a, what I would call a spiritual development coach, because this was also new to me and trying to figure things out. It was one of the most powerful conversations I've ever had is working with somebody like you. And so I would encourage, really encourage anybody out there who's, this is, you're, you've heard yourself described in what Catherine shared to reach out to Catherine. So just as we wrap up, just what final thoughts would you, you have for folks? You know, I feel like what the Lord wants to minister at this point, he wants to release hope. Mm. I feel like there's so mm. many people that in your, you know, kind of in the influence of it, where this is, this podcast is going, they're high performers and they have so much to offer, but they're just areas that have been so, so much bondage for so long. It just seems like, wow, there's just, I'm just going to be stuck with this. And I mean, that is, you know, the word of God says that love never fails. 
And that's who you have on your court. And I'm just telling you, as you are seeking that place with him and, and letting him minister to you, one way or the other, he's going to make it happen. He's the author and he's the finisher and he's really good at his job. And so, <laughs> right? So our hope is not, you, you can look at yourself and you're going to get depressed. Because Might as well hire the big hitter, right? Hire the, hire the heavy hitter. Absolutely. And he's so happy with all of that. So I just feel like the Lord just wants to release vast hope. Not just a little mm-hmm. smidgen, but vast hope. And you have every reason to hope. Because the Word of God says that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts so that hope does not disappoint. And some people have had their hopes so deferred for so long. But it's amazing how God can get the, the cardiothoracic electric paddles to restart your heart in the place where your heart has become sick. Mm-hmm. And all of that because hope has been deferred. I mean, He is the one that literally raises from the dead. And so, you know, when people come to me with hopeless stuff, and it's not like I'm not compassionate. I get it. And you know what? If it weren't for God, you know, you might want to stick your head in the oven. That, you know, but there is God and there is vast hope. And I've just seen way too much about what God can transform in the midst of utterly hopeless, devastated areas in any arena in your life. I just speak that over you right now. I just speak forth that vast hope. that, And I just see the Lord stirring, stirring, stirring. I believe there's dreams that the Lord had planted that kind of became aborted or just got so loaded down Mm. that they're they're painful to touch. And I feel like the Lord is just breathing on those things. Even as he's kind of healing, he's also breathing because those dreams are not just your dreams. They were his dreams for you. And they're dreams that he designed for you and him to fulfill together. And I just feel like there's this massive resurrection that's going to be going on in people's hearts. I just release that word over anyone who needs that and any place that feels burnt out. I just feel like there's, I hear the Lord saying there's fresh vision. Father, I just speak forth fresh vision, something so new that it sparks and ignites. And there's so much energy and passion with it. And I just feel like people that have gotten bogged down, I just keep on seeing people that have gotten bogged down, say, um, it, it kind of looks like if you were in a, a dirt road that's been swamped out and you just totally just can't get out of the ruts. And I just see people being lifted up onto solid, solid ground to be able to get, start to gain some traction and move forward. And I, I also feel like the Lord wants you to know that in the place where it's taken years of you being bogged down, or maybe you're just in this season where it's been so heavy and so hopeless, He totally is able to amplify and accelerate so that you have lost nothing. Mm. You have lost nothing. And I feel like the invitation, and this is an invitation, remember every prophetic word is an invitation to grapple with and, and grapple grab a hold of with the Holy Spirit to see to come to pass. Don't let yours fall to the ground. Grab a hold of it, and he will actually carry you forward with his own momentum. So, Can we close this way? I, I just, when you were saying right there, I had to just, there is somebody out there right now who just listened to what you just said in this whole message. And they, they are to pull over. They, are, they pulled over. They're somewhere. I don't know whether it's a man or woman, but there's that one person, and they desperately need what you just talked about, and they need prayer. Could you close in prayer for that person right now who just heard what you had to say? And that's how we'll close the podcast. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Pop. I just thank you that your heart is leaning so 
close and intimately. As a matter of fact, that your heart was broken with the things that have broken their heart. I just feel that compassion just sweeping over the Lord's compassion over you and your situation. And I feel like in that place where he can feel that pain and feel that grief and feel it more really than any other human being can feel, um, he also is the answer and he is the hope. So that every place that has been devastated and forsaken, he has taken account of things that you don't even realize, don't even remember, but he's taken account of those things. And I see him for you specifically bringing them out and saying, yes, there's recompense here. And yes, there's recompense here. And yes, there's recompense here. And I I feel like the Lord is saying, this is mine to do. This is not yours to do. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, learn of him. I'm meek, gentle, humble, lowly of heart, and I will give you rest. And I speak that massive rest, that massive peace because your father who is so capable and so masterful is taking care of details is taking care of details you don't need to worry about the next step you just need to need to concern yourself with connecting to the one who's going to push you forward and it will be his momentum it will be his power it will be his vision and he will impart that to you and i just speak that fresh life that fresh vision over you. And the other thing I really feel, and this is just such a simple thing, but you need to hear it. And what he's saying, he's saying, it's going to be okay. Mm. It's just going to be okay. He's masterful at okay. And he's masterful at upgrading you from okay to really good, but just receive the okay for now. And I thank you, Father, for just releasing your presence. I just thank you, Father, for releasing heavy peace. I just thank you, Father, for lifting heavy burdens right now. Father, and I, I just thank you for angelic assistance in this as well, Father. I just, I just see the angelic moving and hearkening, even as I've been praying, because they hearken to the voice of the, of the Lord that's coming out of anyone who's speaking his voice. So I thank you for that angelic assistance as well. I just hear him say, I am the God of the impossible, and he's going to help you believe him for the impossible. And I thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I'm crying over here. If that was you that just maybe prayed along with Catherine, we want to, you know, if there's anything we can do to help you, call, email me, john at eternalleadership.com. Steve at eternalleadership.com. Catherine, what's your email? Um, CatherineToon.com. My email? Or, okay, Catherine at CatherineToon.com. Let's see. Thank you. That was a blessing. Yay. Thank you. Thank you so much. 